talking about literacy, it's absolutely my jam. I cannot wait to talk about word families today. How incredibly embarrassing that is to say out loud. But that is why we are teachers. We just love things like this, especially at the primary level, because taking a child from a non-reader to a reader is a big deal. What other career can actually say that they will give a human a skill they will use for the rest of their lives? Only primary teachers, friends. We are giving these kids the skills that matter most, and Word Families definitely falls within that category. I will go as far as saying that Word Families are magical things. They are out of this world even. And today I want to share with you how to harness that magic in the most effective way. Not to mention that today's episode comes with a completely free set of Word Family posters in two different formats. And also, just to spice things up this week, I am giving away a paid resource that is hidden within today's episode to make it a little more magical for you. So stick around for how to harness the magic of word families. Are you ready? You are tuned in to the Primary Teacher Podcast. Now, if your job description doesn't consist of teaching little people to read, develop, succeed, and grow, you're probably in the wrong place. But if you do teach kindergarten, first, or second grade, well, you're what we call a difference maker, and you're among friends here. And now, your host, primary teacher, content creator, and little people fanatic, Tony Mullins. Welcome, welcome, my dear, beautiful friend. You are here right now because you are responsible for teaching little people to read. And this is me giving you a virtual pat on the back. You are a big old deal, friend, and that's why I like to equip you with tools and information that can help you be highly effective at what you do. I want you to know that today's episode is part of a complete guide for teachers about word families that you can find over at teachertony.com forward slash word families. That is also where you can find a completely free, complete set of word family posters that you can use as visuals in your classroom. Teachers absolutely love those and cannot believe I give them away for free. But I love helping teachers. That's just what I do. You can also find a way to get a paid resource in today's episode. So within the training, keep your ears perked up for that moment and follow those directions to get a paid resource for free. With Whether you need these resources or not, you still may need the information within today's episode as we totally geek out about one of my favorite parts of teaching phonics, and that is word families. They are magic, teacher, and let me tell you why. 
Isn't it neat how seemingly simple things can actually hold so much value? What we see on the surface isn't always a clear representation of how valuable something can be. Take my little girl Kristen for example. She is my baby girl. I have four kids at home now after taking in two back in December, but Chrissy is the youngest girl. And according to her daddy, she is basically my tiny little twin, which I just enjoy hearing so much. So at this moment, Chrissy is four years old. But since she was two, she has packed around this tiny little stuffed penguin. About two years ago, a student in my classroom loved to bring me things for my two little girls. I had two back then, and wow, were those days easier than now. But anyway, one of those toys was this tiny little stuffed penguin that has a little red cape. And it literally seems to be one of those toys that you win out of the claw machine. It has very little detail. It looks like it's barely stitched together. It's definitely one of those things that someone buys in bulk and pays very little for. It's all cloth except for its little plastic eyes that are obviously just hot glued on. And one day in the summer, Chrissy left her penguin out on our swing set and his eyes got hot. And then when she picked him up, the ink that colored his black pupils came off on her shirt. So basically, he has just these big white ovals for eyes with a little gray tint for his pupils. He is worn down, and he absolutely is not a toy I would ever think a child would choose as their prized possession. But he absolutely is that for her. For two years, that penguin has been a part of basically her everyday life. She doesn't pack him around all the time, but we definitely have to locate Penguin before bedtime or someone will cry half the night. So yeah, there's like a house search for Penguin each and every evening and he's always in different places. Don't get me started. But she loves her Penguin. Apparently, he offers her some kind of companionship that I just don't see. And to her, he's really adorable and cute and sweet. And even though a random stranger would probably pick up Penguin and throw him in the trash, to her, he is magical. And for that reason, I also love Penguin because he's so special to her and more than likely he will be one of those things that I will keep forever. So in the same way that Kristen loves little Penguin, I'm encouraging you teacher to love word families. I want you to look past their face value and get a relationship with word families that can help you really teach them most effectively. They are incredibly valuable to our students and to our teaching. If you are teaching a child to read, word families can be life changing. I don't want you to pack them around in your pocket and refuse to sleep until you found them, but I do want you to hold them at a high level and with great regard. So I just know you're wondering, why in the world does she think word families are so special? Well, that is because I have noticed their ability 
to really change things for these non-readers. So when I think back to years past and all the times I have been responsible for teaching a child to read, I have great happy feelings about word families because normally that is the moment when things change for children who lack confidence in themselves to learn how to read. It's just easy enough, pretty much a scaffold for students to really go up to the next level in their confidence. Not only that, but word families are also a really clear connection between phonological and phonemic awareness and phonics. Think about our English language and how certain letters make completely weird sounds and nothing really makes sense. But word families are a great representation of how sounds come together to make words and they're highly repetitive. We can see patterns in those words and that is a great tool for our students. Word families are also a great decoding skill. Think about chunking words and how much more effective it is to chunk a word rather than to make each individual sound. So if students master these word families, that is going to be another tool in their toolbox to become a more fluent reader. So all of that just to say that word families are awesome and you need to think of them in this way. They're also very fun for our students and there's tons of resources available out there that can make it really engaging. So what I've hoped to accomplish so far is that first of all, you two see word families as a magical entity in your classroom that will help your students become readers. What an incredible thing. And now that I've hopefully done that, I want to give you four core ideas to help you harness the magic of word families and help your students along their journey of becoming happy, proficient little readers. Bring these four core ideas to the table when you're planning your word family instruction and they'll just help you understand the process of using them more so that you really have the knowledge behind your teaching. So when you are delivering this magical instruction to your students, core idea number one is to model and excite. As you are introducing word families for the first time or maybe reintroducing it to students who are within an RTI program, modeling is so important and so is exciting your students during that time. So let's introduce this concept of word families with clear modeling and excitement that will get them really pumped about this learning. In this beginning phase of learning word families, I like to say a lot of words and write them down to demonstrate that they sound the same and look the same so that students can recognize these patterns and begin to get excited. I definitely am a proponent for using your language and some of your dramatic skills to really get students going and all pumped up for things just like this. 
So you'll want to say things like, boys and girls, you won't believe how easy it is to read word family words. I bet that many of you, though you've never seen them before, can read a whole list of word family words. So, of course, you will model how this is done and give your students an instant ability to feel successful. And that is a big deal. When we do something we're good at, we're more likely to do it again and again and again and find joy in doing it. So definitely when you are thinking about your word family instruction, remember core idea number one is to model and excite. Consider how you will demonstrate this to students and be sure to put some thought in what you say. We want to build that confidence that is going to sustain them and you can do that with your language. Core idea number two when it comes to word family instruction is to keep engagement in mind. And of course, this is just a universal rule for any kind of teaching, but I want to make it more specific to word families today. I personally have been guilty many, many times of relying on worksheets way too much. And I do believe that worksheets can be engaging. But when we teach word families, which are such a magical part of a child's journey in your classroom, let's make sure we ditch those as much as possible. We don't just want our students to read the words and write the words. We want to make learning experiences around those words. So when you are searching for resources that will accompany your instruction, make sure you're thinking about your visual learners, your kinesthetic learners, and your auditory learners. We want to hit all three of those learning styles as much as possible. One routine that I like to use is called My Bag of Word Families. This is a very simple activity that I created to be sure that I incorporated movement and chanting and pictures to help all of those learning styles. So I give students a sheet that have picture cards with word families. They complete that, cut those out, put them in a little bag, and we do a little activity on the carpet. I actually have video demonstrations of this that I will link in the show notes. But guess what? I am giving you that resource today completely free if you will follow these instructions. Send me an email to Tony at TeacherTony.com with the headline, Send Me My Word Family Activity. I will see that and immediately attach that file for you and reply as soon as I can get to my email, that is. Pretty tough with four kids these days. But that was my promise to you in the beginning, and I want to fulfill that and give you this paid resource for free. I will also link that resource down in the show notes so that you can jump over to TPT, see that it's actually something people pay for, and check out the description and learn more to see if it's something you even want to email me about. But my kids love it. I also did that activity with the alphabet and it just is so much fun, so engaging, and it really hits all of those learning styles. 
So whatever resources you choose when it comes to word family instruction, just keep those engagement things in mind that I talk about pretty often. All of those strategies can really help your students internalize those skills and find more joy in learning them. So core idea number two is to keep engagement in mind. Core idea number three when planning this instruction is to make sure you have plenty opportunity for group and independent practice. I'm sure you've been to a training at some point that mentions the I do, we do, you do model of teaching, but I'm going to remind you of it now. Not only is it backed by formal research, it's backed by my personal experience. I'm a full-time teacher that is telling you it works. So before you actually teach your word families, I want you to ask yourself, am I giving students all three of these opportunities? I do means that you, the teacher, are leading in group instruction. That goes back to your modeling. The we do part is guided practice that you do as a whole group together. Students practice these things under your guidance and in a non-threatening way because everyone is doing it together. And finally, there's your independent practice where students have more accountability and are doing it on their own. So once you've done your part of modeling and giving that whole group instruction, make sure you have group and independent practice of word families. This can be accomplished in many, many different activities, but just make sure as you're looking on your instruction to identify times when you're providing those modalities of teaching. Am I giving them enough instruction? Are we doing enough whole group practice? And are they getting opportunities to practice this independently? If we follow through with all three of those modalities, more than likely we are going to produce very fluent word family readers. So that is core idea number three. And finally, let's move on to core idea number four when it comes to teaching word families, and that is to provide visual support. Once you have covered this concept of word families, we want some kind of cue that can help our students who may have not made those connections just yet. Something they can look at and draw information from. This is also a great asset to your visual learners. Remember, we're always trying to accommodate our learning styles and this is an easy way to do just that providing visual support. Personally, I use the set of posters that I mentioned in the opening that are absolutely free to you. I introduce the word families using that visual cue and then place it in a familiar place in the classroom so that little eyes can find it when they need it. Whether this is during our group practice or their independent practice, It's even a great idea to actually hang that on the wall during your lesson in front of your students so that you are sure they are familiar with its placement. 
So when preparing to teach word families, ask yourself, am I providing visual support? And if not, find some. Even if you don't like the free, complete set of posters that I have included, get some that you like and use them during your lessons and put them up somewhere your students can find them when needed. So that is core idea number four, which is provide visual support. When you put all four of these concepts in place, teacher, I assure you, your word family instruction cannot fail. You will harness that magic, put it in their little hearts, and it will grow like a wildfire. Your kiddos will love word families. They will look forward to coming to school to learn them. And if you are working with struggling readers, this very well may be their opportunity to get that confidence they need to push them forward to becoming full-blown fluent readers. It can be magical. Don't forget that. See its value and utilize it, teacher. And don't forget to enjoy this process along the way. Sweet teacher, if you have listened to this moment, I just want to thank you for being a part of my life and my journey as a teacher. And I really hope that I am able to uplift, encourage, and even educate you in a way that brings more joy and happiness to your classroom. You sure bring me joy by putting this purpose in my heart. And I cannot thank you enough for that. If you can somehow find time in your hectic schedule to leave a review on the podcast, that would mean so, so much to me. Those reviews are the pick-me-up I need each and every week that reminds me that what I'm doing is reaching teachers and helping them in their classrooms. So if you can find time to do that, it would mean the world to me. With that, I hope you have a blessed week and I hope you can use some of this information. Just remember to be joyful. And as always, until we meet again, go make a difference, teacher friend. (laughs) 